Hi, I'm Wayne Heinsohn, the pastor of Grace Church Australia. Thanks so much for checking out this podcast. We hope it is inspirational and it equips you to make known the name of Jesus. You can stay connected with us during the week by going to gracegathering.online. Today, what we're going to do is actually finish our focus on missions here at Grace Church. So for the last three weeks, we've been talking through and unpacking some of what we do as a church when it comes to our missions program. So we've looked at what we do uh, locally in our local community. We've also looked at how we sow in financially and prayerfully when it comes to our nation of Australia. And then last week, we touched a bit in terms of uh, the nations of the world and what that actually looks like like when it comes to our missions program. And we've also been encouraging you, if you're a regular part of Grace Church, to be praying about how you can be involved. Now, of course, we want you to be praying for the missionaries that we as a church support and would encourage you to be doing that on a regular basis, but also have been asking you during this missions month how you can partner with us financially when it comes to our Grace Gives Missions program. And I shared last week that our target for this uh, coming 12-month period is $15,000. That is our missions target. Now, that could be one-off gifts. That could be regular monthly giving. Maybe you'd want to think about a legacy gift of some sort. So you could write that into uh, your will. uh, And so you can send some of that uh, towards Grace Church Missions. It's all about you spending time with God and in His presence, hearing His voice, in terms of what he wants you to give for our Grace Gives Missions program. We're not going to twist your arm. We never do that. Never going to, you know, uh, compel you and say you have to do this, you have to do that. We're not that kind of church. We want you to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in all things, and that includes your giving as well. So if you haven't yet decided, if you haven't yet heard from God on that, can I just encourage you over the next few days or weeks, however long you need, to spend time in his presence and uh, listen for his voice in terms of a dollar amount that you can sow into our Grace Gives Missions program because we believe that missions is a great foundation that we can lay as a church when it comes to transforming our community, when it comes to transforming our nation, and through our missions partners when it comes to transforming the nations of the world. We know that Jesus is that foundation, and as we build upon him with regards to what we do as a church, either here in Southern Lake Macquarie or somewhere else with regards to our missions program, uh, we know that we are building something that's not just for our time, but it's for the generations to come. And we want to be a church that's very deliberate when it comes to investing into future generations. I touched on this last week that we may never see the fruit of what we sow, but let's be comfortable and confident that God does know what he's doing and that the fruit will come even if we don't get to experience. So be praying about how you can be involved when it comes to our Grace Gives Missions program and what God is doing through Grace Church here in Southern Lake Macquarie. Because I've been thinking about this for quite some time, actually, and I know that we can sort of almost say, oh, I just have to give, you know, I have to do this, I have to do that. But I've really changed my mindset in, in line with Romans 12.1, where I, I've started to think about things very, very differently. And I am so very thankful and very honored and feel very privileged that I get to partner with what God is doing in our region, in our nation, in the nations of the world. I don't 
I no longer see it as a lack. I see it as an opportunity uh, to jump on board with what God wants to do. And uh, my hope and my prayer is that you can see that as well, that it's not about, oh, I've got to give you know money every month or whatever that might be. But you go, I get the opportunity to partner with God and with his bride um, to fulfill his plans and his purposes. And when you have that mindset, it's not that you come from a place of lack or a place of loss. You actually see the richness of the opportunity that we are given when it comes to sowing into the kingdom of God. I'll kind of leave that thought with you and you can ponder that. We also, though, we want you to be involved when it comes to our missions program because you are passionate about what God is doing. Now, we know that we are called, we are all called when it comes to verses like the Great Commission in Matthew 28 or Acts 1.8. We're all called to go to the nations. We're all called to be ministers of the gospel. We're all called to play our part. But we don't want it just to be a sense of doing that out of obligation because that's what the Bible says, so that's what we have to do. We actually want you to have the same passion for the least and the last and the lost that our Heavenly Father has. He sent his son to die for them. That's how much they mean to him. And we should have that same amount of passion that he shows when it comes to that opportunity that we have to play. That's always been God's plan to use you and me to achieve his plans and his purposes. But I wanted to share a thought with you today. And the thought is this. We are made for Mondays. We are made for Mondays. And I kind of want you to ponder on that and what that means. Let's take a look at a couple of verses from Ephesians 4, and hopefully this will help to put that into a little bit of context. So in verse 11, this is what we read. And he has appointed some with grace to be apostles, and some with grace to be prophets, and some with grace to be evangelists, and some with grace to be pastors, and some with grace to be teachers. Now, out of this, here's what I take. We are all called in the kingdom of God to do something. In this season, I'm actually called to pastor Great Church, and what an honor and a privilege that is. Some are called to be teachers. We all have a role to play when it comes to the kingdom of God. So I don't want you to dismiss yourself. I don't want you to disqualify yourself and say, oh, I'm only this, I'm only that, therefore God can't use me, because that's not true. We all have a role to play. Sometimes those roles change across the seasons and sometimes in terms of stage of life. And, you know, there's a whole lot of factors that are there. But the takeaway from verse 11 is that we are all called to be ministers and represent Jesus as his sons and his daughters. Okay, if we can agree on that, let's go to verse 12, because there we read, and their calling, that's those who are called, you and me, is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. So we might all look different. What we're called to do might all look different, but the purpose is, in amongst that is the same, whether an evangelist, whether a pastor, whether a teacher, doesn't really matter what it is. In verse 12, we clearly see that we are all called 
to further the kingdom of God, to prepare the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. My role pastoring church is to prepare you to do your work of ministry in your sphere of influence, with your family, with your friends, with your work colleagues, with those that you run into on a regular basis at the gym, at the shops, whatever it might be. It doesn't really matter what it is or where it is. The fact is you have a ministry that God has called you to. We're not all called to the same thing. How boring would that be if we were all called to pastor a church? We'd actually have no one to pastor because we're all actually doing the pastoring. I know that's an extreme example, but hopefully that makes sense to you. But the thing is that preparation is for us to use from Monday through to Saturday. And that's why this thought I just wanted to share that we we are made for Mondays. And I wanted you to just get a sense of that. It's not just about Sunday, but it's actually about Monday through to Saturday. Sunday is the time where we are prepared, where we are equipped, where we are built up. But on Monday, that's the day that we head out and we actually do the ministry that we are called to do. Uh, And as I said, you know, that's dependent upon your stage of life. It might be at school, might be at university, might be in your workplace. Um, It might be, um, you know, in a community group that you're involved in. There's so very many areas that we are actually called to be the church. And we sort of talked about that a couple of weeks ago here at Grace Church. So I'm not going to expand too much on it. But here's what I want you to grab a hold of. Our Mondays have meaning when we give them the credit that is due to them. Now, of course, I'm talking Mondays, but it's not specifically just one day of the week. It's those six days outside of the days that we gather together as the body of Christ. That's what I mean when I talk about being made for Mondays, whether that's the marketplace, whether that's at school, whether that's at home, whether you're traveling during the winter exodus that I talked about last week. God has a purpose for you and he has a purpose for me. It's not just about Sunday mornings. It's not just about what's taking place inside the four walls of the church, but it's about us ministering in our everyday lives and our everyday spaces and places that we find ourselves in. And I actually think that God wants us to elevate him in our workplaces. Now, we might be surrounded by non-Christian people, and that's okay. We don't have to, you know, bash them over the head with the Bible or, you know, preach to them or anything like that. But we can shine the light of Jesus by the way that we speak, by the way that we act, by the compassion that we show, by the forgiveness that we show, by the love that we demonstrate through our actions. There's so many ways that we can actually be um, elevating God and glorifying him in our workplaces and those other places and spaces that we find ourselves in from Monday through to Saturday. Let's use our gifts for his glory. Let's use all that he has given us to glorify the name of Jesus and to share about the goodness of God in our lives. And that's what the world, I think, very much need to hear. So your Mondays have meaning. Let me say it again. Your Mondays have meaning. I want to encourage you to use them to be the salt and light wherever God has placed you. He hasn't placed me in the same place that he has placed you, but you are there for a plan 
and a purpose. There's a reason behind where you are right now. And particularly, you know, if it's tough, if it's a, a tough season that you're going through, can I encourage you continue to go back to God? And if you need to, ask him to remind you of the reason that he has put you in the place where you are. We need to, I think, as just generally speaking, move from the mundane, and let's be honest, those that are working, it can be pretty mundane. You get up, you go to work, you finish work, you come home, you do the same thing the next day, the next day, the next day. And that sort of mundaneness can overtake us if we forget about the mission that God has us on, that mission in the workplace, that thought that we are made for Mondays. So I'm going to leave that with you. And it's just a, a, a short thought that I wanted to share with you because for the rest of our time together, at least most of it, um, I want to talk to a man who very much knows the importance of Mondays. And that's Pastor Stephen Joseph. He is the senior pastor of the AOG Church in Ragama, Sri Lanka. He's also formerly part of the National Executive, ser served on the AOG Executive for a long, long time. And more than that, he's a pastor of pastors. And... Um, he very much has a lot of what they call branch churches, where it's smaller churches in different areas of Sri Lanka. And Pastor Stephen is pastoring people and often sending people to start churches. And uh, he's just a fantastic man of God with a heart for his nation. And uh, he's uh, someone that I've known for quite some time. And through him, we're actually able to support some pastors in Sri Lanka. So uh, sadly, I couldn't catch up with him in person. His, his uh, daughter's wedding was just a uh, couple couple of months ago. I so wanted to get there for that, but with borders closed and the events that are happening at the moment around the world, I wasn't able to do that. But as I talked with Pastor Stephen, one of the things that he shared was that in Sri Lanka, they've actually been in lockdown since April non-stop. So it's been at least a couple of months that they've been in lockdown. And before that, they were on and off, on and off, on and off when it came to um, being in lockdown. So it's been a really, really rocky road and a tough road for pastors and the church in Sri Lanka. And Pastor Stephen and a lot of pastors have had to kind of look in amongst uh, that and talking about staying positive and actually see what God is doing and the opportunities that he is opening, the doors that be, are being opened around this coronavirus pandemic. So um, I'm going to stop talking and let's hear from Pastor Stephen. Now, obviously, one of the Branch Church pastors is one of the pastors that we support here at Grace Church, which is Pastor Sagarika. So can you give us an update on, on how she's going and how sort of, I guess, the last year or so, which has been challenging for anyone involved in ministry in any country, but how she's going with uh, pastoring her people and still doing the great outreach work that she uh, has been doing? Yeah, Sagarika has been uh, doing okay, but... From uh, April, yeah, I think started in April, this uh, second waves of COVID-19 in her area, so many people, even in, his, in her church, about 20 of them had been affected by COVID and uh, they have been sent into quarantine centers and uh, their family had been uh, under strict distancing for 14 days. And uh, of course, uh, she can't visit them, but she had been in touch with them and uh, she had been keep on informing me. And uh, 
so they go through a hard time okay sorry Sorry, these, uh, that's okay. So you're saying she was going through a hard time with uh, with her congregation as well? Yes, yes. Because I think everybody is going through a hard time and uh, it is part of the life in Sri Lanka and the death toll also is increasing day by day. You know Pastor Vernon? Yes. Right? Pastor Vernon had passed away last week. Oh, really? Yeah, he had COVID-19. He was affected by that. And then uh, he is uh, admitted in the hospital. He was there for nearly 30 days. And uh, then his uh, uh, lungs were affected. Then doctors said his uh, lungs had been totally damaged. Medical can't do anything. Medicine, only a miracle. Yeah. But he passed away on the 13th of this month. Wow. Three days, four days back. Yeah. 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 69. Yeah. Well, that's very sad news. I'm sure that uh, lots of people at Grace Church be very sad to hear that. I know he's visited several times and uh, there was a connection there with him. So... Pass on, yeah. pass on our condolences to uh, to his family, of course. Yeah, I tell his daughter and son. Yeah, thank sure. you. Now, um, yeah. Pastor Ajit, we uh, we met Pastor Ajit a couple of years ago and we're uh, helping his church down in the far south of Sri Lanka, pastor place yeah. called Mbantoda. Uh, I know that there have been some, some challenges with the community that's there. Can you sort of give us an update on what's happening with um, Pastor Ajit and with his church and his family? Yeah, well, thank you. His family is okay, but for the uh, nearly about near you now one year they can't have services because it has been restricted to fifty people. Yeah, and that area really nothing. But they have started these house churches, visiting people and doing it. But this last two months they were not doing it. The land is still there. Now what we are planning is we want to sell that and go for a Another new place where we won't get any problems. But because of this COVID-19, we are unable to do anything. And even uh, Ajit is staying in Matara. So now I think I gave a letter to the police last week for him to give permission to travel to the Surya Vavavaya's ministry place. Yeah. So I hope I got it. He had given the letters. Still, I didn't uh, get any information from him. But then I told him that with the letter and things, he could travel and meet the people. Even they are doing it through the Zoom. Yeah. Uh, Zoom meeting, they are meeting the people and they are connecting. And uh, one major thing with uh, Ajit and even Sagarika and uh, even the other pastors, Whatever the support we give, uh, it is not that sufficient because they have been living on the church income also. Yes. But due to the COVID thing, there is no service and uh, the income has gone very badly. Even our church, the income is now about 30 to 40 percent. So at a time like this, you can't go and ask the people also 
no, you pay your tithes, you give your offerings and things like it is very unfair yeah. because people suffering and uh, with all those things uh, the situation even in Colombo and outstation the things are becoming very worse the government has increased the uh, oil prices and then everything has gone up in uh, up in all the vegetables rice even rice we are finding very difficult to buy rices but still we try to help people whatever we could buy it and give it and whatever we can do to the pastors, we are doing it. So we need a lot of prayers on that. Yeah. I know it's very tough just normally when it comes to finances and pastoring. Yeah. And as you said, you know, with that income dropping so significantly, it must be such a challenge. So what um, what we want to do at Grace Church, we're going to increase the support that we actually send over for this season that's ahead, which hopefully will help a little yeah. bit uh, when it comes to, you know, your family, Pastor Sagarika and, and Pastor Ajit. So I'll organise for, uh, for that to happen. But I wonder, I've had the privilege to spend a lot of time in Sri Lanka and I know a lot about the country and, and love the country, but for those that haven't had a chance to sort of go there, we, we talked about Pastor Ajit and some of the challenges that he's facing. Outside of the current climate with COVID, talk to us about, I guess, kind of like the religious climate and, and what's happening in terms of the church and persecution, because it's becoming harder and harder to pastor a Christian church in Sri Lanka. See, with this government, it is, things are becoming very worse. Previously, we have been little relief, but now, it is because, you know, this government came to the power, only Buddhist, singular Buddhist. So, it is 100% Buddhist what, 100% all of them may be like kind of uh, extremes people. And therefore, the churches are really going through a hard time and uh, uh, many places secretly doesn't come out. Uh, people are persecuted and you can't have services. You can't do things, you know, even Belioya, uh, the border village we went, you, have been, you, you visited them, yeah. right? Pastor Saman, East area also now, uh, three months ago also we had problems. Uh, there will be a big gathering against us because they came to know that we are doing it in homes and uh, they are trying to stop that. So we have to now move into a new method. We call it a house prayer or uh, not home service. Each home, they have their own service. So we give them the Bible scripture and things so they can do the worship. They can share the word. Uh, because you can't get a, a next door person or close by person. Do it because the government says even if you gather at home, it is not more than eight people. Okay. So if these things are affecting not the other religious group. It is mainly affecting the Christians. Yeah. So we are the one gathering like that. And the evangelism also becoming very hard. Uh, so a situation like this, they say, once somebody has gone and uh, uh, 
testified. Uh, then they put it on the Facebook. They say the Christians are using this opportunity to convert people to their religion. So everybody is keeping a very this eye on the Christians. So, but yet we have to do what the Lord has asked us to do it. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Stephen, are you optimistic about the future for the church and for Christianity in Sri Lanka? I mean, I know it's tough now and it's getting tougher, you know, over the last few years, but as someone who's been involved in ministry for a long, long time, what do you think yeah. is ahead? See, now, even in our church, I knew the dangers of being like this, isolated, and uh, can't do it. And we have started now 80, uh, I think 83, 83 uh, homes, they have service on their own. Yeah. Uh, with, of course, we have connection with all those things. So I really encourage in the days to come, we have to change our system rather going for a mega church, rather going for a big church building and big gathering, we have to get into the early church during the apostle. Every home, they were breaking bread and they were gathering, they were praying and preaching the word. I think that is a system we have to get into. Yeah. The, the, the world goes on and pandemics come and, and go, but nothing stops the church yeah. and the church moving forward. So, yes. Yeah. 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 How can we help? I mean, obviously, financially, it's our missions month here at Grace Church. So we encourage people to, to sow in with their finances. And, you know, we want to send some more money across for the work in Sri Lanka. How else can we, uh, can we help you and the pastors and, and the church body there? Well, it is, first thing is I would say prayer. And with your prayer and the support, it's a, it's a great help, even if it is $150 or uh, $100, it's a great help to the pastors at a time like this. Mm. And there are pastors, even my own pastors, about 38 of them, out of 38 of them, the smaller group, they are really going through a very hard time. Right? So whatever the support, so it will be a great help. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, Pastor Stephen, yeah. thank you for joining us this morning at Grace Church. I very much wish we were chatting in person and not over the computer, but I am so very thankful that technology allows us to connect and to uh, get you just to share a bit about what's happening in your church and uh, in the churches we support in Sri Lanka. So just want to really thank you for your time and we'll make sure that uh, we're praying for you and uh, for everybody involved in ministry in Sri Lanka. Thank you, Wayne. And uh, once again, I want to thank you and the Grace Church and for the continuous support to our branches and your prayers for towards our ministry. And, uh, you know, God has called us in a situation like this, and we will be continuing to fulfill the calling, what the Lord wanted us to do it. And uh, it's a great, uh, uh, it's a great strength and a great encouragement. People like you all and your church, are behind us and holding us 
not only upholding us in prayer, that is good in spiritually, but physically uh, giving the support to us. And uh, we really appreciate and we want to thank you, a big thank to you and your family and to the church and the church family. God bless you. Now, I'm not sure about you, but I am encouraged by Pastor Stephen Joseph and all that he and the church in Sri Lanka is doing, because despite everything that is going on, some of that, you know, he touched on in that video, um, but the church hasn't gone away. The church hasn't disappeared. The doors might be closed, but the church is continuing to flourish despite the circumstances that it finds itself in. And I just think, you know, that should be such an encouragement when we think about, you know, the the role that we are playing, particularly in international missions here at Grace Church. And um, I, I just know that sometimes things don't go as we had planned. I mean, today is a fantastic example of that. We were scheduled to meet in person this morning and actually gather together. We couldn't do that because things changed around us, things that were outside of our control. So rather than just saying, well, that's it, uh, let's walk away, we're not going to do it anymore. What we have done and what Pastor Stephen and the church in Sri Lanka have done is actually looked for the positives in amongst it to see what's God doing and how is he shaping things or changing changing things so that the church is in a position of health and growth to move forward. And um, he shared a little bit of that with us today. So I just want to leave you with a truth. And the truth is this, God hasn't abandoned us. He hasn't moved on to some new project, either individually or for us as a church. So we can't give up. We can't walk away from what it is that God is doing. The work of reaching the least and the last and the lost has a long way to go. And we might need to change our methods. You know, as we heard from Pastor Stephen with Pastor Sagarika, Pastor Ajit, they've all had to learn to change their methods. But the mission doesn't uh, change. The mission is to reach those that don't yet know Jesus with the gospel of grace, with the good news, and uh, let them know that Jesus died on the cross for them, that if they choose, he can be their Lord and their Savior. And that's why we support people in Sri Lanka. That's why we support uh, children through compassion. That's why Thrive Madagascar is one of those international missions that we support as well as a church, because we know that these are organizations that have the heart of the Father at the core of who they are and what they are doing. And if I can just say for us personally, on our personal journey, that we too need to stay positive and we need to continue to trust God in what he is doing. We need to do that for Grace Church as well. You know, the next step that we take is often unknown, but I think there's excitement in stepping into something that is unknown when we are trusting God because we know that he is in control. And as we take that next step with him, we're taking a step towards our destiny. We're taking a step towards uh, the end of the journey or the season that he has us on. And it's so very important for us to remember that. And I'll sort of touch a little bit on that uh, next week. But we need to continue moving forward. We need to continue to believe that God is at work in our situation. And in those times, we need to remind ourselves that what starts with a trickle 
ends with revival, which very much has been our theme for missions this year. And my hope and my prayer is that the Holy Spirit's really spoken to you through this missions month in terms of that theme and maybe given you some encouragement with, you know, some seed that you have planted or maybe something that's just a little green shoot at the moment and you're believing that it'll become a mighty tree. And maybe that be a word of encouragement for you. But as we finish today, can I just ask you to spend some time in the presence of God and ask him how you can be involved in our Grace Gives Missions program over the next 12 months. As I mentioned before, our target for this year is $15,000. We're believing for that amount um, to be given so that we can not only continue what we are currently doing, but we want to expand as a church what we're doing when it comes to reaching our community. We want to be doing more in our nation in partnership with Liberty People and uh, some of the great things that they've been doing here in Australia. And I don't know, I think maybe that there's another international mission that we are going to partner with. I don't know who it is yet. I'm praying into that. Maybe you can join me praying into some uh, revelation, some clarity from the Holy Spirit when it comes to that. But what I know is God isn't finished and we as a church aren't finished when it comes to sowing into mission. So please be praying about how you can be involved with our Grace Gives Missions program. And when you are ready... When you're ready, when you've heard from God very clearly and you're, uh, you've had that conversation, he's, he's revealed you know, an amount to you, I just want to encourage you to sow that in. Details are on the screen there in terms of our bank account uh, for our missions account. Uh, when you're ready, um, you can either do one-off gift, you can do regular monthly giving, so it might be a certain amount of money each and every month. Maybe it's a combination of both of those, or maybe you just want to make a commitment in terms of a, a legacy gift, and we can sort of look towards um, how we might use that when the appropriate time comes. So uh, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us here at Grace Church. To hear more podcasts from Grace Church Australia, make sure you subscribe and stay connected by going to gracegathering.online.